Spoilers! Spoilers! Spoiler season with us! Your cards! Welcome to episode one of Spoiler Season for Dominaria. Woo! Yay! Long awaited because no one's seen any spoilers yet. <laughs> Before we get started, uh, we want to thank our sponsors, uh, New England Comics, who you can find at uh, NEC Coolidge on Facebook, and Flipside Gaming, who you can find at flipsidegaming.com. So, we have with us today, just in case this is your first time listening, me. My name is Ryan. Uh, who else do we have? I'm Katie. I also play magic. <laughs> That's a good characteristic to have for reviewing cards. Agreed. Who else is with us today? Well, it's me, Min. I somehow ended up here again. I don't know how. Wonderful. And? Uh, hi, my name is Miley. I play magic. Sweet. Look at that. We, have, we do have some things in common, after all. <laughs> So, uh, there's a ton of cards uh, that have come out um, through the uh, kind of leak spoiler, and then since then more have come out. Um, and so right now we have like something around 170 uh, cards. That's a lot to review. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to break this up over a couple of days. Uh, we're just going to record for about uh, 45, 50 minutes and see what we get through. Um, and we're going to kind of just work, uh, work through some of the most exciting cards and, and see what we get. So we're going to start off with... Karn, Scion of Urza. This is the new Karn card. Um, <laughs> Karn card. Karn card? It's just nice a little alliteration. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. All uh, right. So we have... So only have magic in common, not the whole thing. <laughs> it was kind of cool. Um, I agree. Karn is four mana. Uh, no colors. Colorless, colorless dude. Uh, and he has five loyalty. He's a legendary planeswalker. You can plus one, reveal the top two cards of your library. An opponent chooses one of them, put that card into your hand, and exile the other card with a silver counter on it. Uh Minus one, put a card you own with a silver counter on it from exile into your hand. And minus two, create a zero-zero colorless construct artifact creature token with this creature gets plus one plus one for each artifact you control. Uh, And it will count itself, so at minimum it'll be a one-one. So... Katie, you, you were going to... Oh, no, I was confused for a second about what you meant about Count itself, because I was mm. like, Karn isn't an artifact. It's Karn a legendary not. planeswalker. It's true. No, but the construct it creates is itself an artifact. So strong. It's, in fact, an construct artifact creature token. Oh, it's a zero-zero colorless construct artifact creature token. It's a long Yeah, it rolls off the tongue. Yeah. So what do we what do we think of Karn? Karn is, uh, this is not a seven-mana win-the-game-when-you-play-it-on-turn-three card. It's a little grindier. <laughs> I like summon mana corn. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> but would that work in standard? I mean, Karn, uh, I think in standard, um, I think Karn's quite strong. Yeah. Um, this is like colorless, continuous card advantage. Like the play pattern with Karn is tick up, tick down, tick up, tick down. Unless like you tick up and then you for some reason don't want a card with a silver counter on it, then like you just tick up again. Um, and it's sweet that the exile cards get silver counters um, because with Ashiok, right, who also exiled cards and let you kind of play mm-hmm. them um, two Ash, if they kill the first Ashiok, the second Ashiok couldn't play the cards that were exiled. With Karn, you can play a Karn, have it die, play another Karn immediately tick down and get something with silver um, That is nifty. It is nifty so like it lets you, the, the Karn Planeswalkers do stuff and it fits with the flavor because, you know, from the lore, uh, if you're silver you can time travel. Like silver is Time travel. Silver? Yeah. That's on planeswalking? 
Um, no, yeah. Oh. So if you like try to build something that go back in time, that's why uh, Urza made uh, Karn as something to time travel because Karn was sold. That's how Karn saved Joyra. Precisely. I was listening. Wow. See, good job. Wow. Um, yeah. So, uh, what do you guys think? So, okay. So, from standard perspective, uh, yes, it's very good. I can think of a couple of decks where I wouldn't want to play this. So, red green monsters, for example. Mm-hmm. I feel like every turn you're just trying to play out a threat and attacking, and yeah. that's this isn't offensive enough for yeah. that. Um, so, I mean, I don't think it's a Sam Dunk pit of you know Sam Dunk you know four of into every single possible deck. I mean, that being said, there's a lot of decks where I would have loved this card, like. Um, uh, Miley's favorite. Uh, uh, what was that card? Azor's Gateway. Yeah. <laughs> Azor's Gateway. You know, seems fine. Blue black mid range seems fine. Yeah. Some well control decks. People, stupid people yeah. play. Like the really annoying. Even stupid just like the you know, if black green delirium was a deck today. Yes. Like this, that deck would play this card because it's like a. Whereas, like, you're right, like, Red Green Monsters is, like, uh, it's, like, a mid-range, it's an aggressive mid-range deck. Or even something like, uh, like, the aggressive Adonis Climb decks. Yeah. Like, the blue-green Adonis yeah. Climb. Or, so, I, I think there are some, like, mid-range decks that are closer to being aggro that just wouldn't want to play Exactly, because they just have to tap out every turn. You're not really holding up removal. Whereas Karn is, like, perfect for those decks that, like, oh, you don't always have a threat to deploy every turn. Right. Um, and it starts with five loyalties, so, like, it's not bad. Uh, you know, you tick it up to six. Narset was four mana and ticked up to seven. So this is only one less than Narset. And we all know Narset was OP in standard. Uh-huh. So, yep. Yep. Clearly Speaking of bias here. blue-white planeswalkers that are OP in standard, our next card is Tafiri, uh, Hero of Dominaria. So this is blue-white three. For a legendary planeswalker, it has four loyalty, uh, plus one, draw a card. At the beginning of the next end step, untap two lands. Minus three, put target non-land permanent into its owner's library third from the top. And minus eight, you get an emblem with, whenever you draw a card, exile target permanent and opponent controls. This goes in control. (laughs) Good job, Katie! I think... Oh, yeah, sorry. Yes, my So, another thing... <laughs> Love the Phyrexian symbol I happened to put on there. The Phyrexian symbol? Where? That, In the art? That, no, here, right? That kind of looks like. No, oh. oh, I can't, like. <laughs> yeah. I can't see. There you go. Actually, yeah, it, is, it does look like it is, a It is, looks like a fee, right? Like, yeah. Is it a fee? Do Russians have a fee in their alphabet? Uh, they have a letter that looks a lot like a fee. Okay. I will give you that much. We're sure this is Russian. This isn't Greek. It might be Greek, actually. Because if it's Greek, like, this is totally Maybe Fee. misled us. Yeah, because this is Gamma. This is this looks Greek, because you have Gamma, Fee. Yeah. Now you know where you got the Phrygian symbol from, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's appropriate that they released this card in Greek. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Tafiri is, like, ideal for a control deck. Um, it's wonderful that you can... Um, you know, one of the things like it comes up is you want to deploy a threat on turn five, and when you do, then you're tapped out and you can't protect it, and that makes you sad as a control player. No. But now you get to play Tefiri, draw a card, and then you have two mana up at least to counter something on their next turn. So this seems like a turn, almost like a turn six play. Yeah, you, can, uh... you have three up for like disallow, and you're good. Um, but like the problem. No, no problem. Okay, tell you say more about how wonderful it is. Okay. I want to play 
Azor. Because it's a big flying dude, and he draws you lots of cards, and he's also blue-white, and he could hypothetically be a control finisher. Azor is not a control card. If only you could keep some mana up. So you just play Azor with Tefiri, and then you win. The end. (laughs) I appreciate your hot take, uh, but I disagree. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. Let's hear your analysis. My analysis is... It's really good, but the problem that it has is that right now, like, blue-black control is the, like, premier control deck in the format. And it has Gearhulks and it has Scarab God. And we are getting the uh, other, completing the cycle of check lands. Um, So, like, it becomes easier to splash white if we want to. But the question is, like, do we want to? Like, do we want to take the slight hit to our mana base to splash to Fury? Is to Fury doing so much for us? Um, and like competing in this kind of same slot as the Scarab God, or is Tefiri more of a card that when Scarab God rotates and Gearhulk rotates, we see more of a Planeswalker-based control deck? What, so, do, what do you think? I, I, I mean, I think I think that's a relevant point. I think I'm not. I wouldn't put this in blue black. I wouldn't splash white for this in the blue yeah. black. But I mean, in the approach deck, which people apparently still play, uh, sadly. terrible deck. Gross. Terrible deck. <laughs> Foul. I've lost it many times. Um, <laughs> I mean, it seems fine there. Like you know, you're instead of playing it on turn six and keeping up disallowed, you're playing on turn seven and keeping up, uh, keeping up sell the wreckage, yeah. um, or, or something like that. And this is another it's an alternate win condition that they have to deal with. Um, forces you into attacking, forces you into playing down lots of creatures. Which plays into white blue strategy yeah. of where you know because white has all the board wipes which black used to not have like. right and also white is also getting its other weakness covered where and uh, we'll get to eventually white now has a two mana removal spell right. as well at Finally. instant speed which it did not have so yeah uh, this is a nice nice tool for approach approach might come back um, I mean it's still a little it's around pretty bad. Like, blue-black control is where it's at. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, but Tefiri seems great. I, I really like the card. Um, Beyond that, like, I mean, I, I, I could bet you would see this splash in a similar way that Tamayo was splashed into sure. into creature decks. Sure. Like, it doesn't seem like... It seems like a card advantage engine that maybe banned tokens or something weird like that or yeah. banned approach mm-hmm. or, like, could, 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 uh, could, could play in order to get that... That's a cyborg card to get that card advantage. Yeah. Um, it reminds me a little bit of Jace uh, Unraveler, just because the plus is like, draw a card, yep. do something. Um, and the minus is like, kind of temporarily protect something. Yep. And the ultimate, I don't remember, what was his ultimate? What was Jace's ultimate? Unraveler's Secrets. <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? I actually don't know. I have no idea. Oh, did he draw you cards or something? Maybe. I'm... That was... Trying to... So that sound was my water bottle falling. Um, I had recently spilled my water bottle all over my computer and had to get a new one. So yeah, that's so why it's funny. Oh, whenever an opponent casts or spell her first spell of the turn, counter that counter spell. It. Uh, that was a bad. It was like a very beatable emblem. Um, so yeah, so to very... for some decks. <laughs> uh, it's still very good, but like you know. So uh, for li- one one interesting point from yeah. limited perspective for you know what is that. Limited. Limited. What have you heard? I don't. Of that? I'm confused. Yeah. Well, it's it's a format that smart people play. Interesting. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. But um, but like both these planeswalkers, they're they're good, but they're not as scary as like Vraska or even uh, 
red, white, hotly. Yeah. We're not talking, talking about green, white, hotly. Like, yeah. they're, they're good, but they're, they don't feel like an instant, like, game over kind of mm. card, which I think is kind of nice. Yeah. Um, they, they feel a little more grindy. Um, I agree. Which is, uh, which I think is a reasonable change. Because the, the other two, like, making a free creature every turn and limited is nuts. Huge, yeah. Uh, and, like, just drawing a card is not quite as uh, as busted as, like, make a 3-3 three, three, uh, <laughs> or make a 2-2 two, two pirate with menace and now I have 8 loyalty. Like, <laughs> very, very good and limited. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so the next card we have is uh, Demon Lord Belzenlock. Miley, do you want to read this one? Uh, six, six mana, four and two black, flying trample. When Demon Lord Belzoc enters the battlefield, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a non-land card. Then put that card into your hand. If the card's cover, converted mana cost is four or greater, repeat this process. Demon Lord Belzoc deals one damage to you for each card you put in your hand this way. And what's our, what are his stats? Oh, six, six. Yeah. Huh. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty strong. Yeah. Um, uh, something that I like about this card is <laughs> oh, is there something you like? <laughs> um, is that uh, it reminds me more of kind of how magic design used to be longer ago in turn that like, and you see actually a lot of that a little bit in this set where it's not just telling you what decks to play. Like this is a really cool, like very powerful card. Um, and it looks like maybe you want to build it around it a little bit, or you can maybe just like use it as a card advantage engine, or maybe you just want to use it as some, like, I don't know, a reanimation chart, like, I don't know. But um, it doesn't immediately say like, and we see a lot in this set, there's like the historic synergies, and you have some wizard synergies, and you have some a little bit of tribal synergy, but it feels like it's a little bit more wide open in terms of what you can build with it. Um, and Dean Lord Bells and Lock um, stands out to me as being something like that. What do you guys think? Uh, it's a 6-6 six, six flying trample for 6 mana, which seems good, because it also has upside. Yeah, so from a limited perspective, yes, 100%. Even without, even after you get crit by the law of text and you're like, is that good? I don't know. Maybe it's bad. Mm-hmm. Just uh, the fact it's a 6-6, six, six, it's a 6 mana 6-6 six, six flying trample that draws you out least one card. Um, you know, even if it's, it's just like um, uh, Dusky Boy, as you... Oh, know. I love Dusky Boy! Even if it's just a Dusky Boy, that's Really drawing so, you two cards. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, this is so great. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of uh, decks with Black and them that I played recently and whether I would play it. Like, I don't... Like, you wouldn't play this in Control, right? No. No. And, like, in, like, something like, I don't know, Green Black Counters, like, most of your cards... All your stuff is small. Yeah. It's all about building from little wimpy guys. Uh, yeah. I... It... <laughs> It feels like a combo piece, uh, but it's just yeah. not clear to me what the combo is. Yeah. It can get Vraska? It can get Vraska. Oh. I have a question for Limited. Suppose I have uh, Demon Lord Bells and Lock in my pool, and I build around it, and I only play four drops in my Wrong. deck. You've or lost. higher. <laughs> Katie, I'm not done with my hypothetical. <laughs> and then I'm like top decking at the end of the game because my opponent was playing like one and two and three drops so I like, had an aggressive start <laughs> one, yeah. I know stupid <laughs> and I draw Demon Lord Bells and Lock I'm at like I don't know seven life that's generous do I play Demon Lord Bells and Lock here it's seven dude, life dude do you trust your deck or not dude I wait trust you it. like I automatically die you've only put Kitty, in things that greatness at any you. cost I get to pick up my deck and put it in my hand that's great and then extend the hand for the handshake <laughs> you actually do bring up an interesting point uh kind of accidentally about limited which is that <laughs> all my best insights are accidental 
I don't know how fast this format is going to be. Yeah. Like, um, Ixlan was really fast. Uh, Amonkhet was really fast, and it kind of slowed down in the, in the success was, and then in its uh, when the smosses came out. Mm. Dominaria like will it be super fast. I actually don't think so. I think this set is built around trying to get your legendaries out and do cool things with them. Yeah. Mm. So I actually kind of suspect this um, this limited format is going to be slow. And yeah. I'm just I'm just guessing now. I haven't seen. All the cards, um, like a lot of the cards that aren't spoiled, are you know are are going to be like the dra- uh, cards you're going to see most in drafts. Mm. Um, I, I don't know what's in there, but um, mm. my gut feel is that like cards like this and like those planeswalkers, cards that you might not necessarily be super excited to the, um, or consider a win condition in like uh, Amonkhet or uh, or or Ixlan might do far far better in this format. Yeah, it's just a guess. Um, yeah, I I think that. Uh, that is a good observation. Um, a lot of the cards so far, a lot of the legends, there are a ton of legends, so many legends, and a lot of them are uncommon, and they'll do cool things, and you want to be able to play them, and if you die really fast, you just don't get to, and that would make people sad. And more to point, Wizard wants us to play with them. Yeah. 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 Um, and the last thing about Bells and Lock is, like, uh, it, 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 if, if we get some other pieces in standard, like, Maybe you can build because Bells and Lock is if you build a deck around it could basically just be an ad nauseum, right? Where like you put your deck in your hand and then you have some combo kill that you can do immediately. But that would require some way to not die. You need an Angel's huh. Grace or a Frexian on Life. My gut feeling is if there's like a if you're accelerating to a combo, you probably yeah. want Rasaketh instead, right? If if mana becomes irrelevant. Wait, if, what does Rasaketh do? Rasaketh also makes you also makes you pay life. To get cards. Well, that makes you sack a creature, right? Yep. So, oh, sack a creature. <laughs> spoiler alert: there may be cards in this set very similar to Cryptoth, right? Where that that's going to happen. That's true. That's true. Because we, yeah, I like I like Cryptoth, right? You liked Cryptoth, right? like Cryptoth, right? They'll be happy about that. Um, but like I, I think that like Rosicaf. I guess I, mean, I guess it depends on like the details of what gets printed because like Rosicaf could totally do that. Um, but requires some setup with creatures, but then maybe you're also not as all-in, whereas Bells and Lock is like, if you cast this successfully, you just win the game on the spot, um, if the, you have the pieces in your deck. Um, if you have some Simeon Spirit Guides, <laughs> some Lightning Storms, you should be all... Uh, okay. Actually, you're thinking you don't get to draw of the Modern! Lines. Well, no, I was, I'm thinking about... Because I don't think this, is, this isn't good enough for Modern, um, so I'm thinking about it for, like, Standard, but... But you would like some cards from Modern. To put in the standard, yeah. yeah. But it can't be... You need something like Delve, where like you can cast stuff early, <laughs> yep. and it's like a cost reduction mechanic, but then Bells and Lock would see it and put it into your hand. So there's a lot of requirements. I just want you to keep uh, keep this card in mind. Okay, Molly, keep it in mind. Keep it in mind. In mind. Uh, also, Bells and Lock is Liliana's last demon. That's kill. right. Do you think Thank she'll you, kill him? Thank you, contributor. Probably. Probably. How is she going to kill him? Is she going to make a crocodile eat him alive? But if she like kills Rosica? him, does she die? No. No. She's freed from her pact. That's Her lame. demonic pact. Demonic pact. So how is she... Blame. I could see there being a twist here, though. I could see there being a twist. I hope there's a twist. Yeah. We know Bolus features slightly in Dominaria as well, and Bolus is also the one who set up the pact with the four demons for Liliana. Mm. So. Well, you know, Belsenlock has two horns. Bolus has two horns. Illuminati 2018 <laughs> confirmed. So our next card is Jaya Ballard. This is red, red, red two. Wow. For a five loyalty legendary planeswalker. Plus one, add red, red, red. Spend this mana only to cast instant or sorcery spells. Plus one, discard up to three cards, then draw that many cards. Minus eight, you get an emblem with you may cast instant and sorcery 
cards from your graveyard. If a card cast this way would be put into your graveyard, exile it instead. Hmm. I've seen a deck that would murder for this card in standard. What deck? <laughs> uh, Mono Red God Pharaoh's Gift. What? It works. Oh, right. What do you, wait. Right. Mono Red. Oh, with the combat celebration? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cathartic, cathartic reunions and just like <laughs> combustible gear hulks, bomatic couriers, just random stuff, but like. Weird. Yeah. It worked. It that is worked. not the deck that I would have I've thought of. I've seen Blue Red. I haven't seen Mono Red. I've seen Mono Red. I've seen things, man. I've seen things. Hey, I'm going to be. I'm going to be a bit of a downer. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the card is kind of garbage. <laughs> like, five mana for nothing? Like, it doesn't protect itself. Um, it doesn't even, like... Oh my gosh. Like, so let's let's think about Chandra Flamecaller, right? Okay. One mana more for four loyalty. It could zero to net you a card, right? This ticks up and, like, discard a couple and then draw that many. It doesn't net you cards. Gives you nice selection, but it doesn't net you cards. Sharn would come down, wipe the board from small stuff, protect yourself, tick up, make some elementals, apply pressure. Like, she did it all. Chandra Flamecaller was bay. Jaya Ballard is like, you play her, tick up, you've tapped out maybe for her, so like, you need a spell that costs three mana or less to cast, or you just like, dump your hand and draw new cards, and then she dies, and like, you're not gonna get to her emblem. Maybe you do, but like, eh. Yeah, so I, I kind of agree with that. Um, I will say this card kind of makes me think. Like, yeah. is there a way to make a, 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 a mono red deck that's more about burn than about, um, than about pure like yeah. future aggression? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe. Um, I don't know. I think there's some interesting things that potentially could be done with this, but I kind of think you might be right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's also pretty bad for limited, where like the where the plus one is going to be... Yeah. Sorry, the first plus one is going to be pretty much irrelevant, and... and the, the other stuff just doesn't seem that great to me. Not to mention that uh, this set has a lot of multicolor legends in it, and Jaya Ballard is red, red, red. So, like, if you're in a limited deck that's splashing a third color or something, like, you might not be able to consistently get triple red. I will point out something interesting about the triple red, which yes. is, do you think it's seeding something for the future? That's well, what I was thinking! We were talking I about that. With the legends as well. The, or not it, the legends, the it. cycle of color, color, color creatures. Yep. Uh, is like, <gasps> we're seeing a lot of pips. And if, oh my gosh, guys, guys, if we're going back to Theros, if we're going back to Theros, and we get Constellation back. Oh man. You'd like that. That would be so emotional for me. Gross. I could play Starfield. Just ignore him. I just want them to reprint all the cards from the first time, and I'd be happy. I just want to reprint Ashiok. Oh, and yes, and I love Ashiok so much. Theros, I liked Theros a lot. I liked, I liked it a lot. I still have those random sleeves you gave to me. From the, Ashiok? The Ashiok's no. Oh, that broke and you just kept up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's too cool to throw away. I agree. I agree. But even in a devotion deck, I mean, so she adds three loyalty, but if you're a mono red deck that's more focused on spells, how are you going to get devotion? Like, you don't have that many permanents. So, anyways. Yeah, but I, I agree with what Min said too about like eh, the card makes you think a little bit, and that's what I, something I like about a lot of cards in Dominaria is that they make you think. Is that I'm like, oh, like where could I put this in like an interesting shell? Whereas like that hasn't necessarily been true to the same degree that it's true here in the last couple of sets. Like so, dinosaur goes with other dinosaurs. Exactly. Oh my I mean, that was <laughs> the <laughs> worst <laughs> offender. It's just like play tribal. Like thanks. Okay, wizards. but tribal's <laughs> really cool. 
Yeah, but, like, you can do, like, Innistrad, right, had a nice take on tribal. Or, like, you could have had different builds of humans, right? You could build, like, the mono-white super aggro humans. You could build collected company humans. You could build, like, mid-range green-white. Like, they were, it gave you a lot of options, even within the same archetype. Or you could, like, splash some tribal synergies in your deck. Whereas Ixalan was like, these cards are terrible unless you play them all in this tribal deck, right? It's almost yeah. parasitic in that sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, next card. <laughs> now, next card is... Fun little blast from the past. This is Icy Manipulator. Four mana, artifact, one tap, tap target artifact, creature, or land. Molly, what do you think of this card? I think it is a very good card. Because it can mess with your opponent in so many ways. Yes, you're going to hate this card by the time this format is over. <laughs> it's uncommon, guys. I'm so happy. Like, Did it used to be rare? Oh, no. I mean, it would be silly to print this oh, at rare. Okay. But I'm yeah. just happy that it's uncommon because... I get to have multiples of them and like draft multiples and like yeah, it's like be you so draft. Fun. Oh yeah, that's true. It would have been funniest if it was common. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would lead to a real. How fun many format. ways can wizard kill the game? <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> um, yeah, this card is just so fun, so fun to play with, uh, and like it's a good blast to the past when like maybe control decks were a little bit less fun to play against than they are today. You, uh, you said that's fun. Blast from the past to unfun control decks? Yeah, but like fun for people like me. Ah, yeah. And just unfun for the general populace. Oh my god, tapping a land even. I know. That's gonna be, that's gonna be it's strange. Great. Yeah. You even get to like, if you wanna, like, oh my gosh. Now we're we're playing limited cross sets, so like you get to tap down your opponent's search for his Kanta <laughs> and be like, ha, now you have to search right now and spend all of your mana. You don't get to, I don't know. But yeah. that's, it's cool. Well, or in limited. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh. I was gonna say one nice thing is it's uh, an artifact and colorless, so it can go in any deck. So pick them up early because they will not wheel. And it's a historic card. Now that I think mm. about it, which mm. I just completely blanked on until now. Yes. What so is historic? Oh, it's a mechanic you haven't seen yet, but you will ah. see in okay. proper time. What's that? Uh, and it is actually literally historic as well because yeah. ice manipulator <laughs> is great. I will point out by the way, it's this artifact creature and land. A lot of times people like poo poo land destruction, but this is repeatable, so this is actually really strong limited where people have greedy, stupid splashes, yeah. and <laughs> tapping that splash color will just make them yeah. their head explode. Are you like, they from will experience? cry. Yes, I am speaking from experience. Yeah. This sucks. <laughs> Next, we have a cycle of legendary sorceries, one for each color. Um, and this is the first time we've gotten legendary sorcery. It is, uh, since Wizards rejected me from the great designer search where I submitted my version of legendary sorceries and they were like, hmm. So anyways. We already anyways. have those. <laughs> Not salty. Uh, the way that uh, Wizards has legendary sorceries work is you may cast a legendary sorcery only if you control a legendary creature or planeswalker. Um, so they are all pretty powerful, but they have like a barrier to them that may or may not be high depending on what this deck you're set. playing. Yeah, and the fact that like this set is covered in legendaries. <laughs> so uh, the first one we have is the white one. It is Urza's Ruinous Blast. This is white four, legendary sorcery, exile all non-land permanents that aren't legendary. Molly, can you read the flavor text? I think you like it. Centuries ago, one man of vengeance plunged the world into ice and darkness. That was the Ice Age. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, that was Ice Age? Yep. Yeah. So that was Urza. Oh, I guess you knew it was Urza, but he's just blowing up everything. Blew up the world. <laughs> That's really not a good way to deal with your problems. <laughs> I, that, I respect that. That is true. Kids, if you're listening, that is 100% correct. <laughs> so, uh, the 
cool thing here. <laughs> and Ryan struggles for something nice to say. Let's hear it. That you can cast this and it exiles the Scarab God. That's if, right. It doesn't. Oh, wait, no, because it's legendary. Oh my god. You can cast this. You can use this as a Crux of Fate in your Legends control deck, uh, <laughs> such that you can cast it and keep all of your stuff around. It's just, it's not. I'm not. I think what you're actually saying is this card is a little too conditional to be of use. Yeah. And inside, you're like, why does this card suck so much? Yeah. Why couldn't it just be a little better? The old, the, the one, like, so the place that. I could see this card getting played. It's not a place that exists right now. Um, oh. But, like, harkens back... Almost what we were saying earlier with Teferi. It reminds me of Jason Raveler. And, like, we had very briefly around Pro Tour, like, Eldritch Moon, we had a, an Esper control deck that was built off Planeswalkers as the source of card advantage. And if you got some kind of Planeswalker control deck, since all Planeswalkers are legendary, I think this is the board wipe of choice. Um, because it exiles a lot of stuff. Unless... The format starts incorporating the fact that Dominaria has been printed, and they start running good legends, and now this doesn't really do anything. Because um, it doesn't deal with all the problems. It doesn't deal cards. with all the problems. Yeah, I'll, I'll be saying, like, even if this were my sideboard and I was playing against a non-legendary deck, I'd be scared to side in because yeah. I'd be like, well, they'll probably maybe they'll sideboard in Planeswalkers against my control deck or yeah. what have you, and yeah. then still again do nothing. It's just like, it just feels like uh, you just want to play Fumigate. Um, if you want a board wipe in, uh, or the new oh, damnation, still around. Which we'll talk about at some point. Um, I could see like if you want an answer to like in, like a back expensive back to nature to deal with like Ixalan's bindings and cast outs and like oh, the white exile nice. removal, then like eh, go ahead. Yeah. So from a limited perspective, um, yes. uh, first off, it's probably worth saying that every pack is going to have at least one legendary, um, guaranteed. Um, it's not a legendary slot, but um, Wizards has improved its collection uh, process, so it can guarantee that well, one of the uncommons, rares, mythic, whatever, will definitely be a legendary creature. And you get an extra promo in your pre-release kit, which will be a oh, legend. That's right, a foil uh, stamp legend. Mm. Um, so in um, so this opens up interesting things in draft, which is like, do you go high for his legends? Do you maybe go off cover for legends for effect like this, which is pretty powerful in limited. Yeah, yeah, limited. absolutely. So I mean, it's I I don't think it's as good as the other ones, which we'll see in a second. But mm-hmm. I, I would still I would still be reasonably happy for picking it and then drafting around it. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, it seems okay. <laughs> I don't I don't like board wipes because it, like <laughs> it annoys me. It annoys me. So I feel like I shouldn't be playing. That. <laughs> yeah, you don't like your I respect creatures that. die. That's fair. You don't want to make their creatures die. So our next uh, legendary sorcery is Karn's Temporal Sundering. This is blue, blue four legendary sorcery. Target player, you can target your opponent, guys. Yep. Target player <laughs> takes an extra turn after this one. Return up to one target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. Exile Karn's Temporal Sundering. Um, in standard. It's kind of unlikely, I think, that you want to play this card. Um, the only time we've seen in like recent memory extra turn cards that are expensive get played in standard is when you can loop them with uh, that octopus card um, yes. and like the Kiora, the blue green den protector deck where you like you yeah. got this loop oh. going. But like sundering exiles itself and it's expensive and you need a legend and like there's too many things. 
right. Yeah, I mean the bounce effect is is cool because yeah. it gets away around the major problem where a lot of time you cast this, you're already behind on board, and you're like, yes, I get an extra turn, <laughs> and you realize that basically you just Still drew bad. a card, yeah, essentially, and, and that's all you did. Yeah. Um, so it gets around around that a little bit. Um, so this is a card I would be less excited about first picking. I would do it still because first of all, <laughs> the art is pretty cool. It's it really is sweet cool. art. Yeah. It's pretty cool, and you know, it just seems like a fun card to play. But I wouldn't necessarily say this is a game-winning card by mm. itself. Yeah. Unlike some of the other legendary sorceries. Do you like how the flavor text says, centuries ago, a quest to harness time became a spiral into <gasps> chaos. <gasps> into chaos, what? so. Time, time spiral, right? Oh, and time yeah. spiral, the set. Into what did time spiral was the set? Chaos, chaos. That's a great chaos <laughs> That was a good guess too, Katie. Wow, you do play them in the- <laughs> That's impressive. I- I'm hey, impressed. I've seen Chaos Ma in uh, blue, red, or dress guy gift. Really? Yeah, it's like a one of. Okay, cool. There cool, you cool. go. I know it no. from modern. <laughs> Next, we have Yogmoth's Vile Offering. This is Black Four, legendary sorcery. Who's Yogmoth? Uh, father of the Phyrexians. Oh, no! Bad guy. <laughs> Alright, go on. Yeah. Uh, put up to, uh, this is Black 4, Legendary Sorcery. Put up to one target creature or Planeswalker card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. Destroy up to one target creature or Planeswalker. Exile Yogmoth's Vile Offering. So before we get into that, can I just explain this card to Miley, the art of the card, the lore of the card? Because I think she might be interested. And of course. we need to educate. Yeah. So the person on that is Gerard. He's holding two things in his hand. One is probably a bladed weapon, and the left one is Urza's head. He has just uh, decapitated Urza in the fight to the death. Um, although Urza is kind of okay. Um, uh, now, Yagma, uh, he's here to kill you. Okay. Oh, he's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he, they're there to kill Yagmoth, but Yagmoth forced him to fight to death, and now Yagmoth is giving him, a, proposing a gift to him, which is the resurrection of his lost love, Hana, the ship's navigator. So that's a bot offering. That's what you see in the middle there. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. He just had to take Urza's head first. <laughs> Which he did. Urza he head master. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, the card reminds me a little of um, the bad cruel ultimatum. Was it called? The bolus card. Uh, Grixis dark Intimations. Yeah, Dark Intimations, which has seen zero play and is like slightly more powerful, but is in three colors. You think this is bad? No, I didn't say it's bad, so uh, it reminds me a little bit of that card. How? This was actually good. I, I think it's okay. <laughs> what? I don't love it. What? Okay, you, you, you got Sell me. me. Sell me. Why is this card so good? <laughs> you kill something and you get something back. It's a, it's a two for one of like the best stuff in your decks. How is that bad? Well, it's five mana. It's a legendary sorcery. Yes, there are deck building restrictions. I'm sorry, this hasn't been handed to you on the silver platter. Wow, I mean, this this is a, this is a card that like like uh, blue like blue black uh, the mid range blue black decks, the one that actually plays creatures, the yeah. non control versions. But all these creatures are bad. Like we're talking about like Gante. Like I mean, I'm saying it's easy to trigger. You have Gante, oh, yeah, 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 you have yeah, Liliana, sure. you have the Scarab God. And, you know, maybe you put some other stuff in to make it easier to trigger. Sure. And then, that sort of deck like this, you kill a Planeswalker, you get Liliana back. That seems incredible. Like, that deck is already jam-packed with value. This is yeah. seems like a great addition to me. Maybe. I can't wait to destroy you with this card. Oh, <laughs> I think it's expensive, and it's like fighting for a Scarab God slot. Um, uh, I don't know. But could it go in... 
like, what happened to the reanimate deck? Could it go in there? Because you'll have a bunch of targets. And, what reanimate deck? Well, there was a reanimate deck with Big Liliana. Yep. And you're oh, using, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oath of Jays to throw. Isn't... Yeah. Is, uh... Oath of Jays gone. But, like, there were... Okay, there's... and the Black Noxious Gearhulk is legendary. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Oh, all right. Well. <laughs> that, that's what I guess. Yeah. The Gearhulks are... <laughs> if you ever faced three Tarantula Gearhulks... Oh, then yeah, you would know yes. they were not legendary. <laughs> but, uh, but you're right. Liliana's legend. Um, the deck runs... It used to run Ishkana, which was legendary. But Ishkin is gone. So I've seen the, the reanimate strategy mostly in blue black. The, yeah. the yeah. deck. And it runs Gonti. It runs. Oh, um, right, Gonti. Yes. It runs the Scarab God. And um, what's that enchantment? Doesn't one of the enchantments it runs. Isn't it legendary? The blue one that draws cards and discards or something? The Oath of Jace. Wait. Yeah, Oath of Jace. No, it's Back gone. Back then, yeah. Oh, it's gone. Yeah. And this and only triggers off creatures and plays. Which is super relevant because if it fair. triggered off any legendary permanent, these cards would be way better because you could use them with the lands, the flip lands. Uh, mm. Like Escanta, uh. but now like you have to have that creature in Plains Augur. I think so, they're underselling this card. I think it's one that's super powerful. Maybe I think it's I think it's good. I don't think it's. Great. Miley, what do you think? I think it's good, and especially in limited, which may have seemed kind of obvious. But <laughs> I, I think it's a good card. I don't play control a lot, so you know. I don't think this is a control deck. Yeah. It's not a control card. This is this is this is a, this is a mid range beat, beat card. Uh, you, you will see it and you will be annoyed by it. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> you either play with it or be annoyed by it. I think if it maybe if it exiled like my problem is like right now in standard, I just feel like everything Scarab God is like the best thing you can be doing, and like the blue black mid range deck, like its creatures are kind of bad like siphoner is good scarab is good and like everything like gaunti is fine but like expensive um and like liliana is fine but like sometimes you'd rather just have the scarab god you can't run too many of them because it's awkward like the five mana slot so it's it's just an awkward i just think that deck is awkward like i don't know maybe a swing for someone like you to unlock its secrets Probably not, <laughs> um, but but maybe. And like, if blue black mid range gets some better creatures, uh, then like, sure. I think I could see this as like a one of a one to two of. Um, I will destroy you with this card. I hey, I look forward to to being proven wrong if it's if it's very good. Uh, next, we have the red one. Yeah, so if you liked Jaya Ballard, which we didn't, you might <laughs> love Jaya's Immolating Inferno. Tell me more. This is Red Red X for a legendary sorcery. Jaya's Immolating Inferno deals X damage to each of up to three target creatures. This is my kind of card. Yeah, my late. It seems really good because, um, uh, like... Uh, at like the X can vary, uh, meaning you can kill multiple things, and um, doing like X red was uh, I don't know like fireball or something, mm. like that. and then you go X red red for three targets, which is right. So a good as, deal as minimum like with X is one. We're assuming that there aren't phantasmal bears in the set. If there are, then you know, <laughs> have to kill three bears. But it becomes like a, a scale-up dual shot at this minimum, which is not bad. Yeah. Um, and then it just scales up from there, which is amazing. And like, I mean, like, this is just, it's good in like every situation. Like, you're playing against Mono Red, sweet, you easily kill three of their dudes. Like, you're playing against Grixis, like, you can kill three of their dudes. Like, you're, you're always going to, and like, you can also just shoot it at their face and like deal a bunch to them. Um, you cannot I, 
Oh, three targets. 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 Planeswalkers. You can kill planeswalkers with this. Like, Red has an, a good answer to planeswalkers. A reasonable answer to planeswalkers. You have planeswalkers. Yeah. This oh, might this actually really be good. the origin of the wizard's rule change, because without mm. that rule change, you would not be able to target different planeswalkers yeah. in the player. Yeah. You'd ha- or you'd have to explicitly... Could you even target? Could you write target planeswalker? I guess you could. There was there were cards that say target planeswalker. Huh? Yeah, but, but it's awkward. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So I played um, in back back in the day. Uh, <laughs> I played in blue red control a one of fall of the titans, which no one oh, yeah. remembers what it did. But you could surge it, and you could it was like red red X uh, for surge, and you could deal X to two targets, and it was great. Like in the matchups, it was good and it was fantastic. And the fact that this is like similar but a three for one. I'm excited about this card. And this is also feels like a, kind of like a mid-rangey, trumpy card where you want like one or two of these and then you get to just blow stuff up and like, it's great. So, I like the card. You know what this card goes well with? What? Child <laughs> That's what I was thinking, you know? Because she makes red mana for casting instants and sorcery and she's legendary so she meets the condition. Am I right? This is a match made in heaven. <laughs> Thank you, Mom. <laughs> and the last member of our cycle here is the it's, green one. It's Rife here? I kind of, Rife is not here, but... It's kind of soon to be card. I know. I, I think, though, as someone, Katie, who played a lot of... Uh, what's that card? Genesis that green Hydra? one. Genesis Hydra. Yeah, I don't even know what green cards are called these days. Genesis Hydra. That's what it was. Why don't you tell us what Kamal's Druidic Vow does? Yes. It is green, green, X. Copying red much. And it's a legendary sorcery. Look at the top X cards How do you know red's not popping green? No, because it's white, blue, black, red, green. So green comes last. Good person. Good person. <laughs> yeah. So look at the top X cards of your library. So far sounding like a blue card. You may put any number... Green, blue. Green's the new blue. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you may put any number of land and or legendary permanents with converted mana cost X or less from among them onto the battlefield. Put the rest in your graveyard. Cool. What's your what's your your take, Katie, as our closest thing we have to a resident green player? Uh, I like getting permanents and putting them directly on the battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> legendary permanents. Not and just lands. legendary. What? Oh, and or legend. Oh, the permanents have to be legendary, mm-hmm. and the lands don't have to be legendary. That's correct. So you can get planeswalkers, you can get creatures, and you get lands. You get legendary enchantments. You can get some oats. You get Azor's gateway. Oh, I have a combo right here. Yeah. You play uh, Val mm-hmm. and Panharmonica. <laughs> That's not how Panharmonica. It's ETV, right? Yeah. Freakers or artifacts yeah. ETV. Oh, so yeah. get those effects. <laughs> there is an ETV wizard. Panharmonica. So you, you play a billion legendaries. I also want to point out uh, that this card um, does something a little different in its execution that a lot of other cards that, of this style don't do. Genesis Hydra and Genesis Wave and all those, I think, put cards on the bottom of your library, but this actually puts them into your graveyard, which is going to usually be an upside mm-hmm. if you have some kind of graveyard interaction. So it's important to keep in mind, this is also um, just like mill up to X since you may put them onto the battlefield so you can put them in the graveyard if you want or you just put all the extra stuff in the graveyard but like this is like a reasonably decent graveyard engine in addition to like providing a lot of card advantage yeah so limited I think is pretty much junk um, you <laughs> so you, you there, there, I, I don't know if there are a lot of cheap legendaries I suspect not and um, 
I'll just recently like pay five mana, mill yourself for three, and decide your monster card. Like it's it seems pretty bad to me. I think this card will go around and around the tables. Um, Unless Ryu's sitting there. I I think he 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 I too can he see. Too no, he's but this is the only green card in the pack. I mean, <laughs> I, I I don't see it, but I, yeah. You know he played red white the last draft. I was thinking this no. I cut in green so no. hard. <laughs> Um, and he beat me with it, so oh, he got dear. lost left. But in standard, like um, I don't see this outside of an actual ramp deck because I don't think there, there's at low mana cost. This is nothing. Like yeah. this is nothing yeah. you actually want to do. Um, what are you waiting for? Is to play it with like massive around the random mana, usually through some broken effect like that, yeah. um, like mis- that mysterious saga card I keep referring to. Mm. Um, and then, you know, name 12 and uh, reveal Galta, like three planeswalkers, Galta, Bolas, yeah. you know, uh, every single legendary in your deck, and yeah. it'll do great things there. So I can see I can see that going in the deck like that. Requisite uh, Rafe input that this card combos well with Sunbird's Invocation. <laughs> oh, it does. Uh, and if we're talking about uh, Theros, works well with Nykthos. Just saying. Yes, Nykthos. Just saying. It's it like, was the land that created mana eco oh, right, right, so it yeah. made a lot of yeah. mana. No, I actually, I really like it in the ramp deck because, you know, on average, you're not going to be able to, ca- like, casting it for five or six is already a lot, so you're looking at, like, the top, you know, three to four, like, how many legendaries do you have, right? Because there can't be that many good legendaries, and then if there are, you're probably running multiples, but, like, you... Also, a lot of them are a lot of them are multicolor. Like I know we haven't looked at mm-hmm. them yet, but like a lot of the legends are they're not super expensive, but they're two colors and they're not green. Like there's a lot of them in Jeskai. There's mm-hmm. some like black ones, black green. Like I don't know, a lot of them are multicolored, which is kind of a, yeah. a deck another deck building constraint for a card that already has a lot of deck building constraints. I'm gonna like just throw it out there. Idea. I don't think it, I, don't, I don't think this is good unless you can cast it for X six. Yeah, um, X six I think is the number you want. Yeah. Well, man, we have land or elves now. It's true. We do have that one. And, and you know, that changes everything. It does. So. Yeah. I mean, if you're desperate for lands and you're in a broken deck, this can get you as many lands as you Zero. have to hit. <laughs> <laughs> or up 2x. Up 2x. Yeah. I would just play. I think you have better options for uh, land getting. Yeah, but if you're like playing this. season and the new Cryptolith, right? But if you're playing this in a presumed, well, like, uh, ramp deck, yeah. then you're okay getting lands off it early if you have to. If you don't have like the right pieces, this can almost be an early game and a late game piece. Yeah, but like then, like you, but for that to be the case, like you have to be casting it for like X equals three or four, and that means you already have five or six mana. Yeah, yeah. So it just it feels awkward. I think I do think you want to cast it for only like expensive amounts. So yeah. So there we go. We reviewed ten cards, top <laughs> ten on Mythic Spoiler. We only have another what a hundred fifty nine to go. So it was a great start. Um, Min and Miley, thank you for joining us. As always, we hope you had a lovely time oh, hanging out with us. Definitely. Uh, Katie, thanks for taking a break from your work to be here with us today. Yeah. I know that your work is intense. And it sure is. Even though I'm also in grad school, uh, you know, I, work is... Yeah, yeah, it's rather For me, yeah. So uh, that's about it. Uh, thanks again to our sponsors as well. Uh, New England Comics, you can check out on Facebook at NEC Coolidge. And to Flipside Gaming, you can find it at FlipsideGaming.com. I'm Ryan. I'm Katie. I'm in. I'm Miley. And this is... Spoiler, Spoiler Season. season.